Good afternoon friends, this is your technology information channel and this is George Spigen and for my geek friends know me as PC Claremont. Now, this is the 2nd of February at uh, 10 past 4 in the afternoon and today we're going to talk about Linux Mint. I decided to, I have a, an iMac and I decided because it's not compatible for running the new Mac operating system so I decided to myself, right, I'm going back to Linux. And the reason for that is Microsoft brought an update out for Windows 10 and uh, I tried every method in the sun to try and get it installed and it wouldn't install. I have noticed that there, it has been notified to them and they're trying to basically uh, have a look at it and check for the bugs. But it did install on uh, other operating systems. It just didn't install right on the gaming machine. So I decided go to for Linux because I can use the play on, I can use the, uh, the app for to play the games on Linux anyway. So it's a gaming machine with 16 gigabytes of memory. So I decided to try out Linux. So for anybody that is considering I have Linux Mint 21.3 It's the latest version of a friendly operating system that you can install on your computer Now, they do have installation instructions So, people may be saying today, what is Linux Mint? Linux Mint is an operating system for desktop and laptop computers It is designed to work out of the box and comes fully equipped with apps that are most needed it also has graphic design that works in 3D with Blender, Draw, Edit Pictures, and GIMP using Inkscape and Vector Graphics. It also comes with LibreOffice, Complete Office Suite, where you can use word processor, make presentations, drawing, spreadsheets, or even a database. It's easily imported from uh, or exported to PDF or Microsoft Office documents. It also comes with multimedia where you can enjoy your music, watch TV and movies and listen to podcasts on Spotify and online radio. And it also has a web browser for watching YouTube and Netflix with Firefox. Or you can turn any website into a desktop app for immediate access. And it also uh, comes compatible for gaming. You can access more than 7,800 games with Steam. And you can install the GOG to get even more so. It does come with quite a lot. It is an operating system. The installation instructions for Linux Mint is, uh, this Linux Mint 2.1.3 is as follows. Linux Mint comes in the form of an ISO image and an ISO file, which can be used to make a bootable DVD or a bootable USB stick. The guide will help you create Download the right ISO and create your bootable media. So friends, if you go to Linux Mint uh, main page, you will get requirements. Read the requirements before you download it. So you want to choose the right edition, obviously. Okay, so you've got the Cinema Edition, which is the most modern uh, and full. You've got the Mate one, which is more traditional and faster desktop. Or you've got the XFCE, which is the most lightweight one. So if you're using a laptop that's only got a couple of gigs of RAM on it, personally I would recommend the XFE, or sorry, XFCE. Now, Linux Mint is a, envelop, and 
involved in development of Mate, a classic desktop, which uh, on Chrome 2 is a default desktop between 2006-2011. And you have the IFCE, of course, of three desktops. It's a great uh, Mint is extremely proud of each edition. Although there are more features and better support than some of the other editions, friends. So uh, you also want to make sure that your systems are 32-bit compatible or 64. So if it's a 64-bit compatible, then download the 64 to get the full uh, use of it. Uh, the 32-bit ISO is prior versions that are compatible with older computers, the 32-bit processors and are extremely rare nowadays, but some people may have an old laptop sitting with a couple of gigs of RAM on it and there's no good for Windows 10. It's sitting there again up dust, so there's an operating system can turn it into a fully functioning laptop computer. 32-bit processors are extremely rare, so most computers are able to run the 64-bit. If your computer was manufactured after 2007, you'd probably have a 64-bit uh, processor. So, there is a number of ways of creating a USB, okay? If you've got a CD or DVD-ROM, and you want to just bring it to a blank CD, then download the image and save it to your desktop. If you're using a Windows 10 computer, it's pretty straightforward. I could recommend a program called RUFUS, I think it's called, I'll just double check it for you in a minute. Now, first of all, let me check RUFUS. Uh, I think it's RUFUS, I think that's how you spell it. Okay, it's, it's R-U-F-E-S, type that into your big search box. It creates a bootable USB drive. You download it, friends. It's pretty straightforward. Okay, it's pretty straightforward to download. If you scroll down, you will get some documentation. Now, if you're using the, just download the standard Windows 64 if you've got a Windows computer. The 4.4 X and read the documentation there before you actually go ahead and install it. Basically when you download it and you download the ISO, you open it up and you browse to where the image is downloaded in your downloads folder and it'll automatically create a USB boot up drive. I would recommend at least anything over 8 gigabytes a boot up drive. And they also, if you put your boot up drive in your computer, right click on it and format it as a flat 32 file system first. That's what I normally do. And then you can use the program for to create the USB drive. And basically, then you would highlight your USB drive when you're doing your boot up. I think some of them's F8, some of them's F10, depending on your system. So I'd recommend you do a research if it's a an Acer laptop then, how do you boot up from a USB driven on an Acer laptop and follow the frequency, it's pretty straightforward to be honest even for the easiest person so fortify the right image and it'll tell you there's documentation on how to boot it boot from it and how to install it now when you're installing Linux you will see what they call for the first time you'll see what they call the <coughs> Linux Mint Live session 
let it load up on the desktop you'll see a icon that says install install Linux Mint double click it and it's straightforward you'll be very surprised first of all you will get the welcome screen it'll say select your language the next one you will get will be connect to the internet so if you've got a wireless connection it should pick up your wireless if it doesn't pick up your wireless then I'd recommend you put on an ethernet connection and then download your wireless drivers at a later date the next thing you're going to see is you're connected to the internet preparing to install Linux you want to tick a box to install third-party uh, software for graphics and Wi-Fi hardware the like a flash mp3 and other media Choose your installation type. If you're, I wouldn't recommend running it side by side by Windows, but I would recommend erase the disk and install Linux Mint, which basically it'll format the disk, wipe it completely for you and install Linux Mint. When the operating, it'll also show you the partitions if you want to do it manually. If you're not sure, I would go with the normal procedure. Linux Mint system, additional software and personal data takes roughly 15 gigabytes and uh, or something like there so and it uses extension 4ax4 is recommended for the most popular that's if you're doing a uh, partition yourself if you're more advanced select your time soon if it's connected to the internet and your UK will automatically pick it up and last but not least your name can be your real name but it doesn't have to be so basically call it your your name whatever you want your computer name whatever you want somebody has put down Mars <laughs> pick a username somebody's put down John choose a password personally I set mine to log in automatically it saves me all the hassle because there's not a whole lot on the computer to worry about uh, you can encrypt your home folder if you want and if you've never used Linux Mint before go to YouTube and type in Linux Mint see what it's all about type in Linux Mint how to install and there will be videos on YouTube how to install it or how to create a USB drive which is going to be the second part of the podcast uh, you do have boot options okay so from a USB sticker DVD menu uh, it's pretty straightforward to install it's a good operating system it does everything that you want to do in Windows and I would highly recommend Linux Mint 2.1.3 it is very stable anybody's any questions feel free you can also have a software monitor that you have in most Linuxes and if you like Google Chrome you go to software monitor go to internet you can download other browsers once you fully install it friends once you install it and uh, you reboot it with USB stick, it will ask you to remove it and then press return key on your keyboard. Once it loads fully up, go to your updates and get all your updates and reboot. And then you can go to your software monitor and you can download uh, Clam AV, it's not a device program. Even though Linux, when it first came out, you didn't need one, but it's a bit caution. Okay, so if you're used to not a device program, it's not a bad thing to have one. Uh, some people may argue, not necessarily on Linux, but coming from a Windows user prospect, uh, 
I would be inclined to put one on just for sort of safety, though you can't guarantee because there's no antivirus program that's going to pick up everything, you know. There again, it depends on what you click on and where you browse to and etc. and how you use the computer. If you're going to click on the next people send you, it'll not matter what operating system you're using because you will get infected. Especially if you're being directed to a, a website that's not trustworthy. Um, I would recommend the, the smaller version if you've only got a couple of gigs of RAM. If you've got over 4 gigs of RAM, then by all means go for Linux Mint to 1.3. Uh, Linux will boot quicker than Windows. It's more reliable. It may be a bit strange at the start if you've never used it. And they do have a layout on the left hand side of the desktop. Something similar to Windows 10. Uh, there's nothing you can't do on a Linux computer now that you couldn't do on a Windows operating system, to be honest. And uh, the software is all free. If you use VL VLC player, you can also install it in the software monitor. And uh, if some of the software you're not sure of, just do a bit of research and understand what it is, okay? It's pretty straightforward. Most signs should work automatically on Linux Mint. It's a Linux operating system, it's a Linux distro. It was designed many years ago, I, if I can remember, by a guy called Linus. He wanted to give people the opportunity, and Linux has come a long, a long way. It, maybe 20 years ago it was a wee bit buggy, but it has come a long way since that. And Linux Mint has always been one of the most reliable operating systems or distros that I've ever used. So, the other part of the podcast we want to talk about is using the internet to your advantage. And it's a simple procedure. When you're using a computer, you may come across certain things that you're not sure how to sort it out. And if you don't have that particular friend or person you can ask, well then, it could cost you money. Okay, so, to use the internet to your advantage, okay, it's all about going researching, okay, and understand what you research. So, for example, if you don't understand, uh, say, for instance, you have no sound on your laptop, then right into your search engine, no sound, no sound, laptop. If it's Linux type, Linux, if it's Windows type, Windows, so if you turn in Windows, it'll say here, fix sound or audio problems in Windows, keep your keyboard short, run the audio troubleshooter, if you're using Windows, check your cables, so you just go down the frequency, so if, if it was Linux then, you, you would type in Linux Mint, it'll say as uh, Linux Mint formulas, solve no sound, Linux Mint, please help, how do I fix the sound on Linux Mint? It'll say check the sign drivers, ensure the sign drivers are up to date, open the terminal, which is something similar to the command CMD in Windows. Open the terminal and run the command studio app, get update, and then studio app. So it tells you exactly what to type in, hit return, and it'll automatically show you to fix that problem. It's the same as on a Mac. What do you do if your laptop has no sign? PC magazine. So these are only a few examples. Uh, I can't log into Facebook, could be another one. Or my mobile phone is not rebooting, 
could be another one where you hold down the volume key and press in the bar key at the same time and do what they call a, a force reboot. Some of the stuff you might not understand, so you'll have to break it up even more. How do I make my internet faster is another example. Okay, so it's about using technology to your advantage. What am I entitled to claim? How many sick days? How to apply for a tax? You know, by learning and doing your own research and understanding, it can be difficult depending on the topic. Uh, so you do have uh, a lot of power at your fingertips and it's only a matter of using it. Uh, why is my video choppy? Why is my video buffering? Different examples I could throw at you. Why would I use Linux rather than use Windows as an interesting one? Why Linux? Type in why Linux? Then it'll say here from the source across the web, if you go to security, it says security is crucial consideration for servers and Linux has a reputation for being more secure than Windows. This is due to several factors including blah blah blah. It's an open source and obviously it's free. Linux is completely free. Windows 10 is free now. Uh, why would you want to use Linux? These are examples. <clears throat> Linux has a particular choice for server, oper for server operating system due to its instant reliability. It's incredibly secure, which makes it well suited for missions and critical tasks. And you do have a community there we can write in and hopefully somebody will give you the answer. Why use Linux instead of Windows? Because Linux is more is known for stability and reliability. Now, many years ago it wouldn't have been, but Linux meant in my opinion, it is. You know, friend, when you go to your politicians and you make inquiries about maybe your housing benefit, as examples, and blah, 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 when a politician's first elected, they're obviously new, and they obviously reach out to their colleagues who are longer in the field, longer in the tooth, and have that knowledge. But the majority of them will go to their big search engine and they'll inquire what you're entitled to. They'll do their own research. And you know, we can do these things ourselves. I don't need a politician today to tell me how to claim for housing benefit. I don't need a politician today to tell me how to buy a pair of shoes. I, I don't need a politician today to tell me what I'm entitled to or fight my case or what your rights are, because you can get this information all in the big white web, okay, big white world web. It's common sense, okay. Same as if your car's not working, I know a friend would go and research why my car washer's not working, watch a few videos, you get a few a few uh, tips on how to fix it, and it saves our money, okay. Sometimes you have to go to that person if you don't know how to do it yourself. There is certain tasks, the like of a large television screen goes, Unless you're confident enough and you've got the parts, you know what I mean? You've got to weigh up your odds and use your common sense. So, how do you use technology to your advantage? Is, is a lot of people don't realise. Okay, I just received a tax from Midway and I don't even know where Midway. So, let me see who Midway is. This is another example.
neighbourhood estate in England, or a couple of Midway Hospital, which is not where, it's not it, Royal Mail Midway. So you have a lot of different examples, so apologies about the call coming in, but it just shows you, you know, it's not hard to do your own research. And obviously I got Tegman who called me, and I could put the number in to see who called me. Okay, friends, a short podcast, uh, Linux Mint, and also using technology to your own advantage. Apologize for delays on the podcasts, as life throws obstacles sometimes at us, and uh, sadly we're not able to keep up, so apologize to the audience that's listening in. Any problems, please put in your, your questions. Thank you.